Every thousand years, I test each podcast in the universe. I visit it with mysteries, earthquakes, unpredicted eclipses, and harmless phosphorescence. This is Thoreau, and I am on the right pills for today's podcast. Who's joining me this week? I am Josh Cece. Now give me the remote control. For God's sake, strap yourselves down quick. I am Brian Lesh. <laughs> Strange object imaged in the Imperial Vortex, now parallel to Starfield Alaric Weber, approaching. <laughs> you are a Starfield. <laughs> I think we have to do the whole sh- the whole show in these voices. I am Prince Volta. <laughs> Tell us about this movie, Thoreau. <laughs> uh, Thoreau's alive? <laughs> Why are you running away? <laughs> That's a hilarious thing to yell at someone who's running Why away. Why are you running away? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> To me! <laughs> I'm just going to say that to all of my friends. To me! Constant Die! Die! Over and over again. Yeah. Can uh, we be duckmen? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is the already United off the rails. States of America. Yeah, there there were hawkmen, there were lizardmen. <laughs> okay, the lizardmen are my favorite. They tripped me out. I want to know where they exist in the hierarchy. Right. It's low. <laughs> But they have jobs. Love the Bugmen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the lizard because men. Because the Hawkmen eat the lizard men. And the lizard men eat the Bugmen. <laughs> it's something about Ming's Law. We'll get there. We'll get there. It'll all make sense in a few minutes. Uh, um, if you, or it won't. If you are unaware, everybody, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we did watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. Um... We gathered some research in the production and the source material. We tell you all about it. Uh, this week is the first in our series of going back in time to get the ones that we missed or maybe just didn't think were superhero movies in the first place and later decided it was close enough. <laughs> movies we've argued about being on the list. Yeah. Um, and the first of those is Flash Gordon. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. I like to play with things a while before annihilation. Pathetic Earthlings! Who can save you now?
slash Gordon. Uh, Dude, I would have been like, give me my ticket. The trailer just showed every character's face and a their name character card. name. Not even their like. No. Usually it's star power. Like, usually it's like Timothy Dalton. Topol. Was there <laughs> was there a discussion that was like, we're just going to introduce the characters in the trailer. We'll we don't have time in the movie. They're like, we're going to pretend us that these, so much money. We're, we're going to pretend these are household names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that like you know like well, uh. I didn't realize no. the the one woman was Kala until the end when they addressed her as General Kala. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I had you to would look have... it up because I wanted to know who Aurora was, or Aura, whoever, you, the princess. Yeah, you you would have known Al if 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 uh, you had um, been paying attention to the trailer that you saw before. <laughs> <laughs> With the you, name cards, yeah, you would be like, oh, of course, Kala, my favorite. I wish all movies were like that. It would help me so <laughs> yeah. much. Seriously. It really would, though. I wish all movies came with a playbill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I totally uh, do. Seriously. Print the people's names on my ticket or something. It, w- it would keep me from saying uh, a man arrives at blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, it wouldn't stop me. Yep. That's the thing I always say. It would prevent me from bothering my wife through anything we're watching. I'm literally a 65-year-old mother. Who's that guy? <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know. I'm watching the same movie as you. <laughs> What's he going to do? I don't, I don't have more information. <laughs> um, Flash Gordon was released December 5th, 1980. It has a running time of 114 minutes. It cost $27 million. Which in 1980 was a lot. I know. I don't think they squandered a buck. We'll talk oh, about it, but costumes it. and set design. And- oh, and cocaine. Oh, <laughs> well, sure. Usually I mean, that's in your writer. They needed it. I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, to put that in context, The Empire Strikes Back only cost $30 million. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. Only $3 million more. And it's interesting. Think of all those action sequences. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. And they're usually, well, we'll get there, but in a precarious site, you know, like that disc that moves and then the spikes that come out. Like that's a, that's a practical effect. You know, like somebody (laughs) built that. I just love that shit. It is. It's like a gimbal with some foam spikes that they push up. I know. It's great. Um, it made at the box office forty six point five million. So not it made money. Well, kinda. Yeah, it wasn't a bomb, but it wasn't. It wasn't like a runaway hit. I think people were. Wow. It didn't get a sequel. It wasn't successful enough to get a, get the promised the sequel that our bonus scene promised. Well, and we have to keep in mind that back then those stats like. All it was was box office. It was just people, you know, nowadays it's the streaming and they get oh. to count all that shit. Yeah. But 1980, it was the amount of human beings who bought tickets and went into the theater. That's like, true. They couldn't count on a home video market to like prop nope. up. Yeah. Right. It Good doesn't point. all come out at once. All right. So, um, yeah, guys, I think it's time we play the box office top 10 game. 1980. Okay, so 
that because I did buy that book on Amazon that has the list of every movie from the oh, age, yeah. every What's week. What's that called? Uh, Golden yeah, I can't remember, but yeah. So I do actually have the list from December fifth, nineteen eighty, even though it's not on Box Office Mojo. Awesome, we uh, appreciate your diligence. Yeah, <laughs> the dollar ninety nine I spent for a Kindle book on Amazon. <laughs> hey man, takes uh, a village. Uh, Thank you, patrons. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, at number ten. This is the week, or so this is the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week for December 5th, 1980. The fellas here are going to try to guess the movie I'm describing. There's going to be a few here that are going to be tough because (laughs) at best, the oldest of us was four years old and some of us were negative years old. Um, And uh, there's, there's some... Movies here that did not stand the test of time. So, at number 10, at the box office, it's 1980, but wow, it's so 70s. Um, Number 10, at the box office, um, huh, that's not much of a description here. I'm just gonna re- I'm just gonna read you the uh, tagline for the movie: "A cinch to win the Academy Award for laughs." A super. Not a dis- oh, okay. A super lowbrow comedy. Is it airplane? No, uh, this is not a movie I think we have ever discussed. It's a movie I am only aware of through this. <laughs> um, huh. So I'm assuming it's not like Porky's or something. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, starring the sensational penthouse girl, Ushi Degard. Uh, of <laughs> course. It's okay. It's a, uh, it's, it's a sketch movie, kind of Kentucky Fried oh. movie deal. It's called. Is it Mondo Video? No, no. It's called If You Don't Stop It, You'll Go Blind. <laughs> Masturbating. Like spanking the monkey. Yeah, it's it looks like it's it's R rated. Probably a bunch of. Wait, is that a is that a I Jeopardy so. clue? What is that whole movie title? <laughs> form? Is it what is <laughs> what what is spanking the monkey? Oh um, yeah, this is a different movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, at number nine for this week. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. A kid hangs out uh, with his with 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 the guy that disfigured his dad, who's also a ghost. Ghost dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, as oblique as I could make this. <laughs> Wait. This is definitely yeah. a movie we have all seen. It's a movie we actually did a podcast Hamlet? on. Oh. This is Shining? A while back. Not not The Shining. Um, a ghost? It's not Ghost he, Story with... He kisses uh, his sister. Oh, Empire Strikes oh, Back. The Empire Strikes yeah. Back. <laughs> oh, God. He kisses I, his sister. I, I was stuttering that out, but... It just I don't know. Just I, I kept thinking... 
the way you that you phrased it sounded more like I don't know the guy who disfigured his dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. He didn't kill. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Obi Wan didn't yeah. kill Anakin. Yeah. He just disfigured uh-huh. him. Yep. And okay. he's also a ghost in the Empire Strikes Back. And he's and he's a ghost. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, in its 29th week on th- in theaters. Wow. Yeah. Wait, did it outperform Flash Gordon? Not this week. I mean, okay. Long term. Yeah, of say, course. Well, <laughs> obviously, just history. I was, <laughs> was going to say, I was like, if Flash Gordon didn't make this top ten, that would have been painful. Yeah. No. No. Flash Gordon does make the top ten. Um. At number eight. <laughs> okay. A boy who was once bullied learns the art of nail throwing. A friend joins him as they team up and travel to challenge the dragon. Nail throwing? This is nail throwing. Like this, darts? This is darts? a 70s kung fu movie. Oh. Um The Turn of the Dragon? No, uh, it is not. Okay, it's not a well-known 70s kung fu movie. Drunken Carpenter. <laughs> no one's ever going to get this gun. It's called Kung Fu Theater Presents Dragon versus Needles of Death. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I read the book. <laughs> There's a guy holding a nail going with like that Kung Fu look on his face going. <laughs> a nail. I feel like you got to get it pretty close. To yeah. do damage. You, you mean with Kung a- Fu face also? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, at <laughs> number seven this week. Okay. Um, is that? That may not be Ray Liotta. It just kind of looks like Ray Liotta. Based In 1980, yeah, probably not. Yeah, based on the life of rock promoter and producer Bob Marcucci, who discovered, among others, Frankie Avalon and Fabian. Interesting. Music man. No, but that's... FM. That's, uh, let's see. He's got the look. He's got the talent. He's got it all. (laughs) It's the tagline. Um, (laughs) This star... It's not not Crossroads, but it's uh, (laughs) Off-Ramp. Yeah, because New Jersey, those artists. Car- stars Ray- X is 63 <laughs> it stars Ra- Mustangs. Uh, it stars Ray Sharkey and Tova Feldsha oh classic I duo know. I know Ray <laughs> it's Sharkey. called it's called the idol maker holy shit yeah that's what I'm wow. saying this this there's some there's some ones on here um at number six this week oh okay at number six this week um a kindly storyteller tells a young boy's stories. Never-ending story? About, no, not too early for that. That was a, like 82 or 3, something like that. Um, later, yeah. Tells a young boy's stories about a trickster. This is... Song of the South? Song of the South, yeah. They uh, apparently, um, Jude and I, as you know, we went to uh, Disneyland this last year. This was... Uh, the last six months that you could see Song of the South on the uh, Splash on Mountain, Splash right? Mountain, they're changing it all to the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, wow. Because wow. you know, 
racism. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, but those were actual Negro folk tales. The yeah. the Brer Rabbit. They, yeah. Bear. No, they were. Disney's version but, of yeah. them were perhaps not the most sensitive or accurate versions. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, traditional. I guess none of them were accurate. They were folk tales, but... <laughs> Uh, um, let's see. At number five this week. Wow. They used to just make movies about stuff. Okay. Um, (laughs) number five. (laughs) You didn't know what you were getting. You just went. Right. No, listen to this description. A successful but stressed mathematics professor goes to her father's wedding and falls in love with her father's bride's son, a prematurely retired pro baseball player. She must choose between him and her current boyfriend, between Chicago and New York, and between research and administration. <laughs> Moneyball. <laughs> yeah, Bull Durham's ball this, lady. This stars Jill Kleber, <laughs> Michael Douglas, okay. and Charles Grodin. Wow. She has like to choose between Charles this. Grodin and Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. <laughs> I guess maybe, yeah. It was I'm torn. Charles Grodin was still getting romantic leads of the sort at that time. It was pre-Clifford, the big red dog. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Wasn't he in the Beethoven movies? Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yes. he was Beethoven. He, was, he wasn't Beethoven. The dog was Beethoven. But he was <laughs> You just pulled double duty. <laughs> you just blew the whole case. Um, her uh, the tagline for this movie is just when she thought she had everything right, in stepped Mister Wrong. This is basically a Netflix one of those Netflix. It sounds series. like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's kind of a Netflix series that my wife would watch at this point when <laughs> when she eats lunch or folds laundry. Yeah, all it's missing is, and together they discover the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's called... All three of them. No one's ever going to guess this. It's called It's My Turn. Okay. Nope. All right, Charles Grodin. Or Michael Douglas. Reductive and misogynistic. And and, and the secondary tagline is, a funny love story. Oh, I bet it is. (laughs) Very descriptive. Thank you, 1980. Um... <laughs> Again, guys like cocaine. Like that synopsis is four pages long. You've really got to bring it down. So. <laughs> like, this isn't all going to fit on the poster. <laughs> make it, yes, yes, it will. Then make we'll it, use another. Yeah, then make it use a smaller font or Esperanto. Yeah. Uh, at uh, number four this week. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> A Victorian surgeon rescues a heavily disfigured man. The elephant man? The elephant man, yes. Well done. The tagline is, I am not an animal. I am a human being. I am a man. (laughs) You're reading that deadpan. This is one of the most famous lines in the movie. I am not an animal. (laughs) Reading it matter-of-factly, I am not an animal. It's like when Barry uh, does Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, God. Barry. That's right. Second prize is a set of steak knives. But hey, don't worry. 
I talked to Mitch and Murray. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Coffee is uh, for closers. Yeah. Is for closers. <laughs> Coffee is for elephant men. Uh, I, I just hear the elephant walk and see Homer dancing over the bullpen. Then I see the elephant man doing it, which is <laughs> visual in my head that I have to live with. I still think it's incredible that the only David Lynch film we've done is Dune. <laughs> Um, yeah, we got the time now. <laughs> yeah, uh, at number th- three this week. Um, the accidental death of the older son of an affluent family deeply strains the relationships among the bitter mother, the good-natured father, and the guilt-ridden younger son. Oh, omen. Or- ordinary people. I would like to live like ordinary people. I want to do whatever <laughs> ordinary people do. <laughs> they vibe Timothy Hutton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Ordinary people. Everything in its proper place, except the past. Ugh. That was like a best picture winner or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Critics. Uh, yeah. Um, at number two this week. A sheltered young high society woman joins the army. I was wondering if Private Benjamin was going to be in this. Yeah, Private Benjamin. Um, I I remember seeing that movie on cable constantly uh-huh. as a kid, yep. like in the early to mid eighties. Like every third movie was Private Benjamin or or New Hope. <laughs> yeah, I saw Private Benjamin so many times, and my mom loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was on a lot. Um, what was it? The army was no laughing matter until Judy Benjamin joined it. Uh, and number one this week, opening at number one, a football player and his friends travel to the planet Mongo. I'm sorry, that's isn't it Mingo? Is no, it Mongo? Mongo? It's Mongo. Mongo. Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. In Game of Life, uh, I was just using. Mingo City. That's right, the, the Mingo City. Take me down to the Mingo City. We got to the end of the movie, and Jude realized and that green. that so many of the characters' names were um, were vaguely oxi- occidental, and he was like, "Oh, did they whitewash this entire movie?" I was like, "Yeah, but maybe it's for the best." <laughs> yeah, Ming wasn't as offensive as he could have been. Yeah. Um they yeah. find themselves so- Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Um Ming's the only one that like was really noticeable as far as like the original uh, intent of the characters. And the original character is uh, I'm sure Al will get into that equally Fu Manchu out and Every character that wasn't yeah. from Earth was Fu Manchu'd out yeah. in, like, yeah, in the original. Anyways, um, yeah. So, yeah, Flash Gordon opened at number one for the week. It didn't stay there for long. Um, it did, yeah, as we said, it ended up doing $46.5 million, which means that it opened strong but had poor word of mouth. People for very obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. That brings us to the character background. It's a little different than our normal comic book character background because it's... But Al, Al, will you tell us about that? Dr. Al. Uh, <clears throat> I will try. Um, Flash Gordon is the protagonist of a space adventure newspaper comic strip created and originally drawn by Alex Raymond. First published in on January 7th, 1934. The strip was inspired by and created to compete with the already established Buck Rogers adventure strip, which had been a success since it began uh, being published in 1929. When King Features Syndicate decided to create its own sci-fi comic strip to compete with Buck Rogers, it first tried to purchase rights to the John Carter of Mars stories. They were unable to reach an agreement with author Edgar Rice Burroughs, so King Features turned to staff artist Alex Reynolds to create a story. Wait, <clears throat> Alex Raymond. Alex Raymond, not Reynolds. I don't know why I wrote Reynolds. Anyway, Alex Raymond. Uh, he borrowed themes from the 1933 Philip Wiley novel When Worlds Collide, including the themes of an approaching planet threatening the Earth and an athletic hero, his girlfriend, and his scientist traveling to the new planet by rocket. His scientist. <laughs> Raymond was partnered with uh, by the syndicate with ghost writer Don Moore, an experienced editor and writer. The strip was well received by readers and became one of the most popular American comic strips of the 1930s, resulting in numerous licensed products, including pop-up books, coloring books, and toy spaceships and ray guns. Flash Gordon was featured in three serial films starring Buster Kreb, uh, they were Flash Gordon in 1936, Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars in 1938, and Flash Gordon Conquers the Universe in 1940. Awesome. It's crazy there were only three, because the way the fucking boomers talk about this shit, you thought would have thought it was like the MCU or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was in that Dick Tracy, The Phantom mm -hmm. kind of yeah. echelon. All three serial films were later condensed into feature-length films. In 1954 to 55, there was one season of a Flash Gordon live-action TV series starring Steve Holland. Steve Holland. Oh, maybe that's where some of it comes from. Maybe the, they were watching it on their tiny little Back to the Future TVs. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, this series ran for uh, 39 episodes. Um, oh, yeah, I missed the radio show. Oh, well. In 1979 and 1982, there were two seasons of a Flash Gordon animated series totaling 32 episodes. The animated Flash Gordon was produced by Filmation Associates, also known for Star Trek the Animated Series, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oof. Filmation. Yeah, filmation. We all probably remember the logo mm -hmm. with the different colors. The Flash Gordon comic strip ran as a daily from 1934 until 1992. What? While the Sunday strip continued until 2003. 
Not exactly a lightweight. Flash Gordon, the man, is a handsome polo player and Yale University graduate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They really. That's fascinating. They really come and manned it for the movie. Dangerous. Yeah, they definitely do. Did he remain a polo player throughout Flash Gordon's history, though? Or did he transition to American football with the rise in popularity? I, I think this was uh, this movie was the first time that they turned him really? into a football player. Yeah, I believe. Well, considering when football, it was kind of a late invention to sports. Yeah, well, and it didn't really start gaining popularity in the United States until like the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah, until television. Uh, Flash's baseball is big on radio. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, Flash's companions are Dale Arden and Dr. Hans Zarkoff. The Earth is threatened by a collision with the planet Mongo. Dr. Zarkoff invents a rocket ship in an attempt to stop the disaster and, half mad, kidnaps Flash and Dale. Landing on the planet and halting the collision, they come into conflict with Mongo's evil ruler, Ming the Merciless. For many years, the trio travel the realms of Mongo, the forest kingdom of Arborea, ruled by Prince Baron, the ice kingdom of Phrygia, ruled by Queen Freya. The Jungle Kingdom of Tropica, ruled by Queen Desira. <laughs> the Undersea Kingdom of the Sharkmen, ruled by King Kala. Oh, I wish you'd say that. Yeah, I would have liked Sharkmen. Hawkmen. It made me wonder if their Kala was supposed to be a, a shark person. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. She was just all dressed in black, but... Um, let's see. It's like the goth shark. Yeah. The South Pacific goth shark. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the flying city of the Hawkmen, ruled by Prince Voltan. They are joined in several early adventures by Prince Thun of the Lion Men. Um, <laughs> who we did see, uh, we did see Prince Thun briefly. I didn't realize yeah. he didn't look like a lion man. He did not look like a lion man. <laughs> yeah, I love that this foreign planet has so many Earth-evolved animals that they can draw from. <laughs> well, is this in outer space, or is this through a, a soup that exists outside of Earth? A dem- oh, yeah. Because we travel into soup land and never return. In the movie, they make land. it sound like, yeah, he's just traveling the galaxy. Yeah. But also in that sequence where the, where the rocket goes through, it goes through a weird nebulous soup. psychedelic soup thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah Somebody put oil and water over a overhead projector. <laughs> some dry ice. And yes, some food coloring. And they were good to go. I don't care. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Eventually, Ming the Merciless is overthrown, and Mongo is ruled by a council of leaders led by Prince Baron, who would marry Ming's daughter, Princess Ara. Uh, the Flash Gordon comic strip is regarded as one of the best illustrated and most influential of American adventure comic strips. The whole the the trope of like the good leader. When the bad leader dies, marrying the bad leader's daughter thing yeah. is always hilarious to me. Like, could you imagine if, like, 
I don't know. Harry Truman had married Hitler's daughter after World War II. <laughs> Afterwards, yeah. <laughs> like Jesus, that's pillaging. Or like, like Hitler's daughter Nixon wasn't as hot as Princess Aura. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, in the movie as well, you can see so many imp- uh, inspirations for shit that we now know. Everything from Futurama to DuckTales. To oh, fucking. my God, yeah. So this, watching this movie, just the color and texture and the plot points of it, all I could think was Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yes, yeah. so much. But doesn't Ming's ship look like the ship on um, Futurama? The, oh, yeah. yeah. It's very oh, circular. Yeah, yeah. And it's the got a point. tubular bubble. Yeah. Well, shapes yeah, of fins. The, and what was the name of that, that asshole pilot that everybody was his name flash was oh in uh, uh from futurama yeah that was yeah, uh, the little the zap brannigan zap brannigan yeah. yeah zap brannigan gotcha yeah but yeah same thing flash no 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 that's i mean the whole retro retro futurism like kind of begins with flash gordon mm-hmm. like it's just all right there well because at this uh, point it was futurism Oh yeah, yeah. Right? right. Yeah, it was barely even science fiction. But the tree village reminded me of another tree village. Yeah, that did. we would that we would see shortly later. Did they say in McDonald's, like a <laughs> little play place? Because that's what I thought. Oh my god, it looks like the Early, Ewok village. Late. Oh, it does look like the Ewok. Village. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, how else would you build a walkway around a tree? It's not like, you know, like <laughs> they patented a circle, but it looked very Ewoky. You know, I'm a little upset that there's no human, um, actual, real, uh, historical, like, tree people that lived on and yeah. in trees exclusively. Oh, I mean, we, we did, but we didn't build anything. We just shit out of the trees. So we, <laughs> well, right, we oh, came yeah, down, but you know? with, it is interesting. We yeah, have because so- obviously there were tribal people, but wouldn't it be funny if it was just that black and white? Like, those are the shark people. Those are the lion people. <laughs> those are the tree people. Because they so, live in a tree. So much fantasy and sci-fi has tree people. I wish we had tree people in history. This makes me think of, uh, speaking of tree people, Avatar. We got tree mm. people and water people. We're going to get bear or shark oh, people next yeah it's, avatar it all flash gordon man all avatar, the way down always has been it really is wow yeah we really haven't come formula. anywhere we've we we've yeah. we've got better special effects but we haven't really changed the story at all well and it's funny because this came three years after a new hope but how much george really 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 will get in able to change in Science fiction. Yeah, and in the production, I'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. But, so, um, Al, <laughs> is there more? Uh, that's all I wrote. Okay, thank you, Al. Oh, oh there, there's plenty more. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. But, yeah, he's been around since the 20s, right? Yeah. 34. Thanks, Al. 1934. Yeah. 34. It started in the Great Depression, so, wow. Yeah, a lot of comic, um, yeah, Superman as well. People needed that hope. Yeah, they did. Um, all right. That brings us to the production of the film itself. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit here about Mr. Dino De Laurentiis. Because yep. he, he was the real hand behind this. 
Um, and we don't talk about producers much, but especially in the 70s, filmmaking really, there's a reason producers are the ones that get the best picture Oscar. Yeah. Um, traditionally, they were the ones that shepherded films. It's not so tr- not as true now, but it was definitely true then. Um, Dilo De Laurentiis was the hand behind this movie. Um, he's probably what is he best known for at this point? Did he, he produce so the Godfathers with Robert Evans? He did. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's done so much. Like so, so much. Uh, Even. He did well into when we were watching. Oh, well into um, his first movie was in 1941. Um, he okay. I love this. He was born in um, uh, in a province of Naples and grew up selling spaghetti made by his father's pasta factory. <laughs> Wow, awesome. that Dude, is he, incredible. He did Hannibal Rising, so it has, yeah, he worked. Oh, for quite a while. Could. Yeah, quite a while. He started out, he made a bunch of uh, Italian films. Then um, he moved into American films in the like late 40s and 50s. Dune. Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he made a ton, a ton. We're going to, he did a bunch of uh, David Lynch films. He oh. did a bunch of Sam Raimi films. Stephen King films, um, several Hannibal films. Yeah, um, absolutely. Cat's Eye. But going way, way back, um, he did in the the um, 50s, he did War and Peace. Um, he uh, did a bunch of stuff in the 60s that I mean he he had a lot of hits a lot of stuff that we don't really think of anymore but um ragtime yeah um he did barbarella yep um he did uh let's see oh that 1970 waterloo movie he did serpico uh death wish um let's mandingo see. mandingo yeah mandingo yeah uh halloween 2 um, the witches you did the witches orca that's a crazy movie yeah um yeah the witches um the conan movies mm-hmm. maximum overdrive um the 80s was kind of his heyday where he like produced so many things um red sonia blue velvet of course i already said he did a bunch of david lynch ones um he yeah, uh, army of darkness yeah um yeah a bunch of sam raimi ones um, he kind of slowed down in the nineties and onward, but he was still doing a bunch. Um, let's see, uh, body of evidence, um, bound the Wachowski's first movie, U 57. He did the 2001 Hannibal. He did the 2002 red dragon, um, Hannibal rising. And his very last movie he ever produced was virgin territory starring Hayden Christensen, Hayden Christensen and Misha Barton, which was a rom-com. Um, he, uh, he was an executive producer on Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Did, like I said, a bunch of Sam Raimi movies. Um, uh, yeah, he, uh, he did pass away in 2010, but he was kind of, he was a titan in the film producing world. Um, he bought the rights to this movie 
in the 1960s. Um, he originally wanted Federico Fellini to direct. Wow. Yeah. Um, Federico uh, Fellini did come on board. He optioned the rights from De Laurentiis, um, but nothing ever came of it. It never got made. Um, there the- were a lot of Italian actors in this. Yeah. I wonder if it was an Italian, not production, but if that's where the production took place. Anyway. Um, yeah, production. Let's see. Um, well, <laughs> um, production did take place mostly in Scotland. Oh. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, he, he had the rights in the 60s. Um, after... After Fellini dropped out, George Lucas tried to get the rights. Um, De Laurentiis thought, you know, this young kid, uh, I don't know. I don't think he can make a sci-fi movie. <laughs> so so Lucas, in a snit, basically said, fine, I'll make my own sci-fi movie and made Good Star Wars. Black so... Was it licensing for this particular script? I mean, how was he not in the public domain even then? It was only 40 years since its creation. Oh. It wasn't yeah. long enough. What is the so does, 80? It's 80 now, somewhere around there now. I think it was like 50 or 60 before the mouse um, yeah. got the laws changed. Yeah. But yeah. It'll change again, I'm sure. To be much longer this last time. Yeah, we've got what, like nine months until the mouse comes into public domain. We'll see if that happens or not. The Steamboat <laughs> Willie version. Yeah, not every yeah. version yeah. of Mickey. Yeah, things where but, you cannot have pupils in his eyes, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, right. Speaking of uh, public domain, uh, the of the the film serials, the the second two are now in public domain, but the first one is still. Uh, under copyright. Interesting. Huh. Someone bothered to it, keep the first one under copyright. Yeah, and that was uh, 1936, I think. Yeah, 1936. Hmm. Uh, yeah, somebody was renewing it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Lucas didn't get it. Uh, De Laurentiis hired uh, Nicholas Reg, uh to write and direct it. He's the guy who did um, he did the 1990 Witches uh, the man who fell to Earth. Don't look now. Um, oh, Rogue. Nic- Rogue. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Rogue. Yes, Nicholas Rogue. Um, Rogue spent a year in pre-production. De Laurentiis didn't like what he was doing with Flash Gordon, so he <laughs> fired him. At that point, De Laurentiis approached Sergio Leone. He uh, Leone turned him down because... He believed that De Laurentiis's treatment was not faithful to the original comic strips. Leone. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, at that point, De Laurentiis hired on Mike Hodges, who uh, went on to direct it, uh, and writer Lorenzo Semple Jr. Lorenzo Semple. Wow. Yeah. Lorenzo Semple Jr., uh, who uh, let's, he developed the Batman series in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Um, 
he wrote the screenplay for the Batman movie, so we've already covered his work. Um, he also went on to do Papillon, uh, The Parallax oh. View, The 76 King Kong, which De Laurentiis produced also. Um, uh, Never Say Never Again. Uh, so, yeah, he it's a very well-respected 60s and 70s writer. Mike Hodges, director. Um, directed the original Git Carter, the 1971. That was his first directorial day, uh, outing. Um, he also did The Terminal Man, uh, 1974. Um, uh, he did... So in 85, he directed... Wow, after Flash Gordon, he didn't direct a movie until 1985's Morons from Outer Space. <laughs> which I That have. was the sequel. Yeah, they've landed. Yeah. Um, wow, yeah. So uh, his... He, he really didn't work a whole lot after the 70s. He had a few movies in the 80s. One in 1998, and then his final directorial outing was I'll Sleep When I'm Dead in 2003, um, which is uh, another British crime drama, um, which starred Clive Owens. Hmm. Interesting. Um, this movie... Stars Sam J. Jones as Flash Gordon. Uh, Sam J. Jones apparently uh, he, De Laurentiis was so unhappy with Sam J. Jones's performance that uh, in most of his dialogue was uh, ADR'd by uh, Peter Marinker. So most of that is we do not hear uh, Sam J. Jones speaking. Uh, Peter Marinker, let's see. Is, what do they call that? Is it Foley work? But like the, it, the it, sinking in this movie, maybe it was what I was watching it on. But the, everybody's, I don't know. I don't no, know no, how to Most of this movie was 80 yard. Like I don't think yeah, they had a lot of. It's not that the lips mismatch the words, but it's like. The words come out before the mouth is moving, sort of thing. If you know, if yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Peter Marinker is mostly known as a voice actor. Um, he uh, does has worked on a ton, ton of things. Uh, we would know. Let's see. Uh, uh, oh God, let me get to TV. Um, uh, ton of stuff in the 60s and 70s we wouldn't know. Uh, let's see. The Professionals, The Martian Chronicles, which was a TV miniseries. I did not know they did that. That was in 1980 also. Um, let's see. Uh, he, Labyrinth. Uh, oh, he was in The Emerald Forest. Any of you guys ever see that movie? You're muted, no. Josh. No. It's about the Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amazon, a, uh, a developer's kid gets kidnapped by a tribe that hasn't had contact with the outside world before. Mm -hmm. Interesting movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the storyteller, that was that, uh, Steven Spielberg one, um, TV series. Uh, yeah, he did a lot 
of of voiceover work. Um, so it's mostly him we're hearing while we're watching uh, Sam J. Jones. Sam J. Jones acting career. Before this, he was in Ten, the uh, the the Bo Derek movie. Yeah. Um, no. Not the Bo Derek. No, yeah, no, it is the Bo Derek one. Okay, yeah. Where she had the cornrow. Yeah, exactly. That famous one. Um, he, it was kind of all downhill for him after this. He was in a ton of movies that no one's ever seen or heard of. Um, but he kept working. He kept working. A lot of direct-to-video stuff. Oof. Um, he was. He played himself in the two Ted movies. The... Uh, the South McFarlane Teddy uh, sentient teddy bear movies. He was hilarious in that. Yep. Um. And he has wow, he's kept working. All and he has a movie coming out, uh, in production now called Edgar Allan Poe's Decapitarium. <laughs> Is he playing uh, Edgar Allan Poe? He plays someone called Dean Usher. As in Fall of the House of House of Usher, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe the Dean at West Point, yeah. Ground Poe went to West Point. Um, he did. He's also been in a ton, ton of a uh, television Hardcastle and McCormick, which every time I remember that that existed, I think it's a Simpsons parody show. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, he was in 2007. He was in a short-lived uh, Flash Gordon live-action TV series, which uh, aired for about six months. So, uh, let's see. In that, he... Uh, who did he play? He didn't play Flash Gordon. Um, no, it looks like he was just a cameo in it. Um but uh, Melody Anderson played Dale Arden. Uh, Dale. Dale, yeah. This was her first film. Uh, prior to this, she was in some television. She was in the Welcome Back. She was in Welcome Back, Cotter for one episode, an episode of the Logan's Run TV series. Um. A TV movie called Pleasure Cove. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I wonder what that was about. Um, and she was in the made-for-TV Elvis movie that John Carpenter wrote and directed. Oh, that starred Kurt I remember Russell. That. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, uh, yeah, is crazy. Um, she went on mostly. She, she did a bunch of TV throughout the 80s and early 90s. Um, her lat, um, she never did any big film after this. And, uh, ever since in the mid nineties, she left the biz and has been working as a, uh, as a social worker in, uh, an eye movement desensitization and reprocessing social worker which is a form of psychotherapy so that's what she's current 
that that's what she's been up to since then. Um, Max von Sydow as Ming the Merciless. Max von Sydow. We did talk about him on our Patreon, patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. If you're nasty, um, in our, uh, uh, the force awakens episode. (laughs) I think that's the only movie we've done with him, right? He hasn't been in a superhero one. I don't think has he been, was he in, he wasn't in Ghost Story, was he? No. No. No, but um, he's, he's Max, Max Van Sydow. Probably The Exorcist is his most famous role, maybe? Yeah. That's probably his most famous, yeah. Um, he was in Needful Things, I remember oh, that. Oh, I, I remember that. Um, he, I, he's the raven uh, in Game of Thrones. That's right. He is the raven, the one-eyed raven. And we actually did talk about him in, in Dune. He Dune. Was, the the movies that the movie that I became aware of him in was Strange Brew, um, which I nominated for uh, a uh, monthly movie a couple months back, um, and uh, strangely enough, Hannah and her sisters, <laughs> which um ah. Uh, there's a few Woody Allen movies I'd love to do, but I don't know if we can do a Woody Allen movie. Um, uh, no. Um, the Seventh Seal is probably where he first became came to the public consciousness. 1957, Ingmar Bergman's The Seventh Seal. Who is that? Oh, Sidow. Yeah, Max von Sidow. Yeah. Um, I also was wondering if you meant the Woody Allen Seventh Seal. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh uh, my God! But Bergman's seventh—that movie, that movie—is um, it, uh, Dir- it part- directly inspired Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Is it possible uh, Judge Dredd might fall onto our augmented list? Oh, Judge Dredd! I would think so. Was, uh, we would get a little Max in that, a little Max on the side out. We would, we would. Um, if we did Judge Dredd, we'd probably have to do both Judge Dreads on the side out. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, both Judge Dreads are incredible. Um, our list is not oh, yet. Oh, wait, wait. The, he was Vigo. Oh. In Ghostbusters The Carpathian? Two. Oh, v- Vigo the Carpathian? Wait. Yeah. yeah he, really? Was he? Who are we talking about? Max von Sydow was? Yeah. That can't be real. Really? Uh, probably the voice. Okay, that would make oh, more sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy's got that big eyebrow. I forgot he was in Minority Report. This dude has been in everything. <laughs> He's Max von Sydow. I mean, come on. Um. So, uh, s- starring as Dr. Zarkov, Topol! <laughs> Tradition! <laughs> um, he, he was, uh, best known, uh, for, uh, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Devia, yeah. yeah. Devia Fiddler on the Roof. Um, who? What else has Topol been in? Uh, Galileo, the 75 Galileo. For Your Eyes Only. Oh. The James Bond 81, For Your Eyes Only. Um, he's Topol. <laughs> was it For Your Eyes? Was that a Dalton? That, no. For your, that was a, a uh, oh, yeah. that was no, a that Moore was... still, right? Yeah, yeah, that was Moore. 
So is he a one named star? Technically, Topol? he his stage name is like to- share. His te- his stage name is Topol, <laughs> but his, he's actually Hayam Topol. Hayam. Huh. This is the first I've ever seen him. I think, uh, or at least a, uh, been aware of him. Yeah, he's, I, I think I'm a little Fiddler too young. on the roof so many times. Yeah, he he's most oh. well known for, for Fiddler on the Roof. Okay, then I've seen him as the Fiddler yeah. if he was the Fiddler. Um, but I was also probably eight, so uh, right. yeah. I don't go back and rewatch it. The music's already yeah. indelibly marked into my brain. Uh, if I were a rich man, I've seen I've seen it played live multiple oh, wow. times yeah. as a child. <laughs> like, my mom loved Fiddler on the Roof. My grandma, yeah, um, she got me into musicals, which I love. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Ornelia Moody as uh, Princess Aura. Uh, let's see, she's mm, she's Italian. Yeah, she is Italian. Um, yeah, nothing a lot of people would have heard of. Some no, Italian she had stuff. Some bit, bit parts in some Amer- I looked her up because she caught my eye or something. Yeah. Um, she had an aura about her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, she's done a ton of Italian stuff, a ton of stuff no one would have heard of. Um, she's still working. Her last movie was The Christmas Show in 2022. Um, and uh, Yeah, she's she's not very old. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's what? She was born in 55, so she's, I don't know, do math. I don't She's <laughs> 65? She's a boomer. She's still around. Timothy Dalton! Uh, who, <laughs> who would go on to be James Bond. And in this, go Robin Hood, be. Men in Tights. Yeah. Um, would go on to be, yeah. yeah for so this is the body of work they looked at. Yeah. For two movies, he was only James Bond twice. Yep. But very good. Yeah, I like the I like Timothy Dalton's James Bond run. I know yeah. he's not well-regarded generally, but I like both Wasn't living. He, he, he was the villain in Rocket Man? Yes. Yes, he was. We talked about oh, the, Rocketeer. There. the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. The Rocket Man. No, the villain. Yeah. The villain in Rocket Man was cocaine, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like a Douglas Fairbanks type character. Was, yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so yeah, we've talked about him before. I feel like he's been in maybe a couple other movies we did too. Honestly, I feel like we've talked about him a few times. I feel like just like Brosnan, like he's ripe to be an older superhero who pops in, you know, like like yeah. a Doctor oh Fate. Oh my god! Type. He was in the oh night. no no he's on Doom Patrol. Oh, that's right, yeah. he is. Yeah, he's the professor on Doom Patrol. He was also a Time Lord on Doctor Who. Huh? Ooh. He seems to really have fun playing these roles. That that he was my thought. Fun. I watching this again because uh, I watched this twice. Um, and it just on the second go through, you could tell that he was just like having a laugh after every uh, scene. Like this is stupid, probably. I'm I'm dressed like thought. Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh, he was in the uh, Brenda Star, 1989. Oh. You guys remember Brenda Star, 1989, <laughs> Brooke Shields? It it was based on a comic strip, much like Flash Gordon and Dick Tracy. Oh, it sure was Brenda Star. Yeah, I remember it on the list. Movie, she was Ace I... Reporter. It is not on our list, though. Um, put it on the list. I remember it. not reading it on the, in the Sunday comics. <laughs> you okay, is she, a, is she yeah, a superhero? She is not a superhero. She was an Ace okay, Reporter. Okay, fuck it then. She was an Ace yeah, Reporter. No, no, no. 
Was she reporting on superheroes? No. And the movies, I, I don't think I ever saw the the, li- the live action film, but the the description is incredible. Mike is a struggling artist who draws Brenda Starr for a newspaper. When Brenda comes to life and sees how unappreciated she is, she leaves the comic. Wait, so she is a meta magical character. Yeah. Maybe we should do her. That's incredible. I kind of want to watch that. Maybe movie. it's worth adding to the list. Yeah. That's incredible. Because um, she's not just a crack reporter, she is a, a fictional ma- character come to life. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Um, so she our, could be an X Man. That's the X Man power right there, <laughs> coming to yeah. life from a or pretty the band groovy into uh-huh. reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to do that video then on the podcast. Yeah, yep, it's a multiverse. Uh, all right, so moving on, Brian Blessed as Prince Voltan. Brian uh, Blessed, oh god, what is he best known for? Um, Black Adder. Uh oh, he was he uh he did play Boss Nass in episode one. Wait, <laughs> Hawkman? What's that? Yeah, Hawkman. Yeah, Hawkman was Boss Nass. Our Hawkman is Boss Nass. Yeah, I I thought this was <laughs> the time. <laughs> this is most famous line in episode one. Um. He, oh my God, he originated the role of old Deuteronomy in Cats. Ah! Did we see his butthole? butthole? Is what I want to know. They removed it. He's played a hawk and a cat. His his butthole must be intense. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Um, He's one of those guys that like, I know him, but I don't know what I know him from. Like, Oh, Chitty Chitty. No, the stage production of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Dude's dude's just been in a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. He uh, he recorded a song called Army of the Damned for the album Beneath the Veiled Embrace by the power metal band Pythia. Okay. That's awesome. Good for him. Pythia. Brian, bless it, man. Um... Ooh, we got a lot of cast here. I kind of want to just kind of jump around. Um, Robbie Coltrane, uh, Hagrid, was yeah. man at airfield. <laughs> so yeah. I think that was just because this was filmed in Scotland and he was probably a young Scottish actor at the time. Um, additionally, uh, let's see. Peter Duncan as... Uh, Young Tree Man. <laughs> what? what are we talking about? <laughs> um, oh my God, Peter Duncan. Um, he was. I feel. Uh, is that not a name? Oh, oh, dang! Uh, Richard O'Brien was Fico. Richard yeah, O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. Richard O'Brien. Yes. Uh, AKA Riff Raff. Yeah. He and the uh, writer director of Rocky Horror. Yeah, he was outstanding. He wrote the music, even though his yeah. time was fleeting. But as far as his role when magic did take control. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, I think that's good enough for the cast. There was, a t- like I said, a ton, ton of cast. Oh, Deep Roy played Yes, Fellini, Deep Roy was in there. Princess Aura's pet. Deep Roy, um, best known as the Oompa Loompas and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for uh, the Tim Burton one. 
played all the Oompa Loompas. So I look, I looked him up. He's Kenyan British. He was born in Kenya. Wow. In Nairobi. Does he not look sort of subcontinent in his? I features? thought he did. Yeah. Yeah. Nairobi. Oh, oh and Kenny Baker also played a dwarf. <laughs> Untitled three-time tour. bandits three-time bandits are in this yeah 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 malcolm dixon also you don't see them though but yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah well and kenny baker of course best known as r2d2 um i yeah. think <laughs> warwick davis's nemesis yeah the soundtrack <laughs> the soundtrack was done by queen which is this is only I feel the second best sci-fi soundtrack that they did in the eighties. <laughs> I personally think their work on Highlander was better. I guess that's fantasy, not sci-fi. I had no idea they did the Highlander music. Oh, it's fantastic! I love Highlander. Oh, I love Highlander. I the Highlander series is on our extended list to do for a series at some point. But yeah, I hope so. Um, this this soundtrack is incredible, though. It really it is. is. Yeah, it, Brian it is May the one playing thing that the wedding works. march at the end was incredible. <laughs> God, it's so weird. Uh, Voltan even drops a line: uh, "Who wants to live forever?" Oh, he laughs about it because it's not a joke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, Who Wants to Live Forever didn't come out yet. That was on the Highlander soundtrack in 1985. That's right. That's, yeah. That was like. Yeah, Freddie just found out. Maybe Freddie heard that uh, and was like, hey, that'd be a catchy song. Yeah. That's funny. Wow. Highlander was 85? Wow. 85. Maybe 84. I think it was 85. Um, Sean Connery is a Spaniard. Uh, I love that. Makes movie. no attempts to change his voice. Not even a little. <laughs> Not it, even it might a be little. better than his Russian, though. And oh yeah, <laughs> and Ooh. and he's play. He's a Scottish guy playing a Spaniard in Scotland through a lot of that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Should we put Highlander on the list? Is he a superhero? We're, no, Sorry. the series is on the Just list. Litigating the list. I swear oh, it's already getting, on the list. It's the series list, the extended oh, series okay. list. I'm Highlander is on there. Maybe a little while, but I want to get to it. Uh, this movie was reviewed by Siskel and Ebert. Well, Flash Gordon is a movie that doesn't just remind you of those Saturday matinee serials that Buster Crab used to make back in the 1930s. This movie is practically a remake of them. I guess the Film's producers decided that since they couldn't compete with the sensational special effects of movies like The Empire Strikes Back, they wouldn't even try. Instead, in Flash Gordon, we get a tacky new color version of what almost looks like, what do you know, those space operas from the 1930s. A bizarre extravaganza that looks like the funny pages hit the fan. In the new version, Flash Gordon is a quarterback for the New York Jets. He and his girlfriend, Dale Arden, innocently stumble aboard a rocket ship piloted by the mad scientist Dr. Zarkov. That's Max von Sydow as Ming the Merciless. He's come a long way since he used to work for Ingmar Bergman. (laughs) That scene pretty much gives you the flavor of Flash Gordon, which is deliberately old-fashioned and corny. Everybody stands around saying ridiculous things, wearing ridiculous costumes and capes and hats. The funny thing is, for all of its absurdity, I kind of like Flash Gordon. It's so silly, so outlandish, and so deliberately dim-witted that it's kind of fun. 
Well, I like what you describe in theory, a film that puts on the genre, makes mm -hmm. fun of the science mm -hmm. fiction film, and sure, we could use that kind of a picture with the seriousness of the Star Wars picture and Star Trek and all that stuff. I just don't think this is the film. <laughs> uh, I looked at the same film you did and had come to a totally different conclusion that the film starts out with cute characters. He's the quarterback, supposedly, for the New York Jets. She's a mm -hmm. travel agent, Dale Arden, that is. A cute premise, sort of like Superman, putting on a little bit. Mm -hmm. Then it doesn't go anywhere for me. Uh, I thought of comparing this, let's say, to the movie Airplane, which made fun mm -hmm. of the disaster pictures. And well, I don't think this um, is anything like Airplane. Well, this movie is not as good as Airplane, and I'm fond of it. I don't think it's great. I just sort of like it. But at least they didn't try to just outdo Star Wars. They took a slightly different approach. That would be example, tough to do it. Well, it would. But toward the end of this film, for example, when their spaceship comes in, their other spaceship, it looks like one of those little Hoover vacuum cleaners yeah. you used to pull around on the floor, you know. It's attacked <laughs> by the Hawkmen with wings, and they hit it with their swords, and you wonder, why doesn't it just accelerate and leave? And I just wasn't uh, laughing. scenes at like Rock. that, I was really uh, kind of amused. Right, I w but I wasn't laughing in those. I was a little bit uh -huh. bored by the action stuff. And, you know, I, what I'd object to is if you're rewarding a film that doesn't try hard for not trying oh, hard. Well, now, you just miss all the fun when you talk like that. I'll just put it this way. If this is the cutoff point, I think Flash Gordon comes in just above the cutoff. It's just barely worth seeing. How's that? Not hard enough. Not hard enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, again, <laughs> Roger gets it and Gene doesn't. But at the same time, they always talk about shit like capes and hats. Not, not costume design, just like or, too many or hats. <laughs> or set design or any of that shit. <laughs> but yeah, Roger I, I, to totally got it. I think the airplane comparison is interesting, though, because this is on the I don't agree with the threshold of like going to watch this, but it is almost to the threshold of farce. Almost. You know? But it's on close. its own almost. terms, on yeah. its own terms, I don't think it's making fun of science fiction movies. Yeah, I don't feel that. But it's Whereas, almost uh, so airplane, bad. The airplane was yeah interesting, but, but weird comparison, because, I mean, yeah. that is full on parody. I don't feel like this was parody. It's no. goofy at times, but no. we're watching it so many years later. No, while George Lucas wanted to make a serious, like the quote, good sci-fi movie, a serious version mm -hmm. of the old sci-fi serials, this one wanted to um, kind of uh, play around in the silliness of those and play around in the 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 like the production tropes of those rather than the dramatic mm -hmm. tropes of them it felt like yeah they wanted to have fun with it yeah. right yeah I, like, it, it none failed of it to deliver serious. the swashbuckling aspect well and that's why i think it didn't work you know it could have swashbuckled a little more but yeah 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 we got timothy dalton and uh football mcblondie and neither of them feel genuinely heroic at any moment in this but movie. there are some interesting choreographed stage combat yeah you know scenes they're, they're yeah him good. grabbing the sword and things like that were cool yeah throw are, are you saying it could have buckled a little more swash it could have the, the, <laughs> the swash could have been a little buckled a little more a little tighter yeah so all right guys uh, that's about it we ready to jump into the movie only if you're gonna catch us and carry us around with those little leather straps <laughs> oh you know it My, i'll I've got, jump anywhere i've got, you got the, leather straps i got the leather straps ready guys here we go. This is Flash Gordon. We open in space-ish. Um, 
<laughs> it's space adjacent. <laughs> this is like a car commercial graphic. Yeah. Well, it's like someone took a globe and just like scratched off all the, the, the words and then filmed it. Yeah, they just painted over a globe. That's literally what this is. Um, yeah, uh, there's some voiceover. Ming is bored. To relieve his boredom, he wants to destroy Earth through natural disasters, including hot hail. Hot hail. Why is that a detail worth including in this movie? And then we see the hot hail, and the hot hail seems more an annoyance than anything else. Just we get two well, shots of kerplunk, kerplunk into a lake. Uh, some hot hail lands in the uh, the science dorm, um, and catches that one dude's bed on fire. Uh, oh no, no, no! Wasn't that was a meteor? Out, wasn't it the hot hail? No, it was hot hail. hail. I think that they're the same. I think that the no, meteors no, no, were we hot saw hail, the, though, right? No, no, no. The meteors weren't hot hail. We see actual hail come down at the beginning and it just kind of steams a little when it hits the ground oh, and then okay. we get the meteors and somebody mentioned Thank that it's for the bits of the moon <laughs> yeah it's pieces of the moon somebody yeah said? yeah, yeah the zarkov which okay so i would point out they got to the point where they were just minutes seconds away from the moon hitting the earth <laughs> We're yeah. already pretty fucked at that point. Like, it doesn't have to actually hit the Earth for us to be pretty screwed by the moon coming out of its orbit toward us. Toward us. Well, uh, yeah, and if it's if it's 14 minutes away, it's very it's moving fucking fast. Yeah, it's moving really fast. I I appreciate that Zarkov woke up just a moment before the news story about him is playing on his console. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Good timing. <laughs> All right. So, af- yeah. Then we get a credit sequence starring Freddie Mercury and Brian May. Um, well, and original artwork. Yes. Yeah. And original oh, right. Flash Gordon yeah. artwork. It was very is cool. This, is this the first movie to do comics as the credit sequence? Maybe. Does this predate? Because uh-huh. I don't think Batman didn't do it. Was it? What was the first one that we had that but had this was, uh, this was comic strips? It's it's a that's little what I, that's different. That's what I mean, though. Yeah, but like but, that, the but so was the Shadow and the Phantom. So that's possibly true. we saw them in yeah. that. I don't think anybody did. Yeah. Anyways, I can't I can't think of an earlier example of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Neither can I. Uh, Swamp Swamp Thing did. That, oh, Swamp Thing. That, yes. But that was after this. That right? was after this. I think it was eighty one uh, or eighty two. But that was Swamp Thing 2, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. I believe you're like, right. That was like 89. Because um, it was a slight improvement upon the original Swamp Thing. Yes. Right, more more <laughs> tubers. Swamp Thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we cut to Earth and we meet tall drink of warm mayonnaise Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the man in mayonnaise. He wears his own shirt. He wears his name on his shirt. Don't be that guy. And he is famous and wearing his name on his shirt. Is he, that Flash merch? Or does, I, is that just his shirt? So, so oh. people don't forget who he is. So, so he, he doesn't forget. Yeah. He actually invested poorly. So those are the only clothes he owns. Yes. Like <laughs> dip into the, yeah. his merch. Like, when a I started a clothing container line. in his garage. Yeah. When I started. 
when I started a clothing line, I didn't think I had to make more than one outfit. <laughs> that's his ver yeah, that's his version of like the giant boots <laughs> comic. <laughs> Puff Daddy's line. What was that? Oh. Sean, Sean. Uh, yeah, so uh, he deals with a little bit of hot hail and he gets on a plane and meets travel agent Dale Arden. She is yeah. a travel agent. Man. She's like a rotary phone. Yeah. She is a relic. Yeah. And like, also I, or sax solos in the middle of rocks. I just want to point out she might be the most limber swashbuckling travel agent of all time. And she's also afraid of flying until she's not. Yeah. She's yeah. afraid of flying at the very beginning. And then later on, we see her being uh, carried aloft by Hawkman in the, the most uh, glorious song. That we didn't yeah. hear. <laughs> yeah. This I, I, I want to bring that up when we get to that, because this makes the mind song thing make sense. <laughs> how 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 Lois Lane is able to fly the the, the the tra what is it, the transitory powers of, of Superman? Oh, uh, yeah. The, uh, yes. Yeah. Holding like, the pinky. Where he just touches her hair horizontal. and she can fly. Um yeah. <laughs> you can fly. Uh, but this you gotta be carried by two leather straps and two strapping hawkmen. <laughs> Even Roger Ebert said Hawkman. I know. You can't help it but say Hawkman. Uh, oh, uh, Voltan said Hawkman throughout the entire thing. He really did. Hawkman. Hawkman. <laughs> so, uh, mid flight, the sky gets red. Flash and Dale. Why? What is this? What is the uh, red cloud? It was in an the eclipse. Sky? But that's it, not it was what a sudden eclipse. eclipse. Why is it just a red cloud localized entirely in your kitchen? <laughs> May I see it? What is happening in the sky right here outside this plane? It's footage of a storm cloud run backwards quickly with a red filter is what it is. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense, man. Oh, the red cloud was the most confusing thing. So far, but it's ominous. So, okay. I'm glad you said so far. Yes, it's because, ominous because yes, because it's so unusual. To, I loved all the yeah. practical effects in this movie. Oh, the model, God, yeah. the model work was awesome. It was. I just wish, I just wish that the editing and the writing had more coordination between them because they were making some artistic choices that were not reflected by the acting or the writing or anything. I just wish it was more cohesive no. instead of just visual. No, no, it was, yeah, no, it, absolutely. It, 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 it wasn't a 10 out of 10, even for what it was trying to do, but it's, it's definitely not a 10 out of 10 for anything. No. Besides maybe it, well, for trying to be a psychedelic disco fever dream. I mean, it's yeah. a 7.5 yeah. out of 10. It, it was like a series of comic panels. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a mysterious uh, red cloud. It's definitely a comic. This movie would have looked the great on a, as well on a small CRT TV. Yeah, I beats. think. Well, that's definitely how I mostly watched it as a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Being on a giant flat screen does not suit this movie. Well. I don't know. It was I so kind of liked it. I had, it's yeah. very vivid. I mean, so I colorful. I I love the color palette and everything. VHS. It just, it just shows how. Uh, Thin the set design 
and stuff. And like where they transition from one scene to another, it's very obvious that it's just a new set. I mean, absolutely. Well, right. I mean, they're all sets, but they're pretty yeah. well designed. I well, don't know. But I mean, opinion. like in one location, they'll they'll shift and like turn and it's like, where the fuck? Where are we? Whereas on a smaller TV, that wouldn't have been as obvious. On on a on my memory of this was that it was very like cheap looking and bad. And I think that's the CRT. Being able to see the full screen in like HD color, I think actually suited it because you get to see like, oh, this is an insane bright disco. I bet it was fun in the theater. Yeah. I bet there was a subculture of people who got fucking high and went and saw Flash. Absolutely. Queen fans, man. I bet you, yeah. yeah. If I had been a teenager, I'd have been like, oh my God, my favorite band is making a soundtrack for a movie. Gotta see it. It's just a color fest. And it's interesting because uh, in in Lucas's space opera, whites and blacks, Mm. whites and blacks, whites and blacks. Grays with blue. That's, yeah. But uh, good guys and bad guys. <laughs> whites yeah. and blacks. So it was nice to see the color, especially because they had so many scenes like Star Wars where somebody's taking somebody somewhere. Yeah. So what he scenes like, where are they taking us? Where are you taking us? Why are you running? <laughs> I well, at any time there's travel, it's through the soup to an undisclosed location. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind vortex. of my complaint, I guess, is like uh None of this feels like it is localized in any place. Oh no, we are in we are in the disco fever dream. We yeah, are. he leaves Earth. He leaves Earth in the first scene. You know, yeah, kind well, of. So I mean, yeah. he leaves this plane of existence and the rules of physics. Sure. I mean, then again, he does crash a plane and then cla- crash a rocket in the first ten <laughs> oh minutes of God. this movie and Every, survive both. No, and then so. he crashes another rocket. He crashes a bike, <laughs> ev- or a spline bike. Everything Flash Gordon gets in, he crashes. They should call him Crash Gordon. Ah. <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> Burn. All right. All right. So, um, yeah, we cut to Dr. Dr. Zarkov, um, who, as Josh mentioned, conveniently woke up right as the news story about him began. <laughs> um, he believes the disasters are being caused by uh, extraterrestrials pushing the moon towards Earth. Yeah. Well, he he estimated that this would happen. He's like, yeah, I thought it, I was crazy. I knew this. And his mi- his mission wasn't science based necessarily. He he's like, we're going to use this to attack them. Like this is, I'm gonna, we're gonna fight him. Yeah, and it's just capsule. a rocket. <laughs> he was yeah. doesn't do anything. He's gonna just fly it up their backside. I don't know. He what? was he was less. He was less a scientist and more like a coked out dude with a lot of money and time. He's just a crackhead with uh, an like assistant. capital, yeah, and an assistant. Um, and I would, I would note <laughs> one that grew up in Nazi Germany, as we find out later. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. He's. What year is this supposed to be? Is this supposed? This is to eighty. Be? This is eighty. It's if, supposed to be in 1980. Yeah. The movie itself is set in 1980. Yeah. We do see a Time magazine with Flash Gordon on the cover. No, and he mentions he, people. Yeah. You no, know, and we, as he goes back through his life in his mind dream, whatever that is, mind dream, all dreams are mind dreams, but um, he goes back <laughs> through his life. Um, you know, we see like through the time, he's in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s and the 30s. 
and if he's like 50 something years old, that's that tracks. Yeah, he was born in the 30s. Um so yeah, uh, he's made a secret rocket ship. <laughs> His assistant refuses to go with him on the rocket. <laughs> so he chases him around with the gun. That's what makes the line why are you running so funny? Yes. <laughs> and he holds a revolver in the weirdest way I've ever seen a revolver held. Like it was stuck to his palm. Yeah, he's just like he's, he, had his, he had his fingers all over it. He's like showing you it's a revolver. Unless I'm pointing yeah, at that's you. What it looks. Like the running? the first thing he says after he grabs the gun is pack months and pack your toothbrush. <laughs> right. And I would point out the only reason he needs a second person on the rocket is because he didn't put the pedal on the correct side of the okay. rocket. Okay. Yeah. The pedal is hilarious. So why not a lever that locks? It's essentially a similar mechanism, but he went with pedal and pedal has to be pressed at the same time as, but yeah, and very convoluted. But even if he wasn't going to go with a lever that can be locked, which would make it a lot of sense. If he had just put the pedal on the same side as he sits. And with yeah. The <laughs> yeah, you're right. If nothing else. Yes. Or like a brick, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, just set a I brick don't know. on the pedal. He's just, he's so lucky that this airplane crashed into his research facility. He's real lucky that this airplane no, crashed. Actually, it's Uma Thurman's greenhouse from Batman <laughs> Forever. Whatever. They share, a, they, it's a shared workspace. <laughs> it looked just like her little. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah. So then um, on the plane, <laughs> Ming comes and plucks. The, the the pilots out or something? What was that? Yeah, they disappeared. How no, did they get Ming? Ming is like, we see Ming's face flying towards camera, and then the pilots uh-huh. are just disappeared, and the windshield is broken. Wow. Yep. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Oh. Is, is it space magic? Mingness. Oh, it's definitely space magic. Yeah. Ming-ness. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> highly, got, he knows all the Mingo. A, a highly localized incident of Ming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Took this guy's home and it was a Chinese weather balloon. Yeah, Chinese weather balloon. Yeah. So either way, Flash has to fly the plane now, which he promptly crashes into Doctor oh. Tarkov's greenhouse. He's been taking flying lessons. Yeah, at least they he hasn't been taking landing shows. lessons. Yeah. Right. Usually that comes at the end, you know. I was worried you were going to ask me that question is quite possibly the worst line of dialogue in this movie. Oh, I've got some doozies. Because that one is very like, why why not just make the joke instead of point to the joke while making the joke? Who wrote this shit? Though my single favorite moment of the movie was the hard cut to prison end. So tell me more about this Houdini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was such a Monty Python like change of the wall gag. Right. But that there worked. Were it humor. was funny. Yeah, yeah, that one worked. So, all right, as uh, they crash into Doctor Zarkov's house, who then Scientorium, Scientorium, <laughs> Science Factory, where we make science. <laughs> Also, this airplane has no windshield. No. Because the pilots got snatched out of it by Ming. He minged by Ming. All that glass would have, yeah, from the greenhouse. 
now that we're talking about the pilots, now that I'm thinking about it, I would have loved to see the pilots in the like throne room as like slaves. <laughs> yeah. Not that I wish them dressed you know, as well, but but it would have been really funny to have the pilots as like part of his court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been his having been snatched from the plane previously. Yeah. They, they yeah. could, they yeah. could, yeah, they could have been the gimp to his <laughs> Bruce Willis <laughs> to, to bring, Ming. bring out the pilots. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah to to Ming's. Uh, <laughs> Gun shop, just, yeah. just a pilot in a gimp mask. Everything else, <laughs> pilot hat, pilot suit. That's my fetish. Um, yeah, that's a kink, I'm sure. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Darkov lures them onto his rocket with the promise. The phone is with the promise yeah. of a rotary phone. <laughs> the promise of the phone's just right in here in your basement. Yeah, just go on down. Um, yeah, so, uh, then <laughs> he makes Flash, he, he he shuts the door, they take off, he makes Flash press the pedal, <laughs> the, the pedal which only another person can press. The rocket is launched in the scuffle, um, uh, Zarkov's, the- yeah, Zarkov's head falls against the, the takeoff button. Make rocket go now. Yeah. <laughs> they fly through a psychedelic soup cloud and they crash on which the... We, which we learn is the Imperial Vortex. <laughs> the Imperial, Imperial Vortex. Imperial as in measurement or empire. <laughs> um, they crash on the planet Mongo where they get captured by Ming's fellas. They are taken to Ming after seeing a lizardman get killed. Yeah, so they must be the lowest on the caste system because, like, later on she mentions, like, we got you before the lizardmen came to bury you. Like, so they do work, but they must also, maybe like a rhesus monkey, they get into trouble and steal things. <laughs> I don't know. Because they're, they're in the jail. They're being killed. Did anybody work. catch Ming's law? Did anybody write it down? I mean, any hunter uh, outside of his kingdom is the hunted. Hmm, okay. I think is what they said. So I think that to your point is like the the lizards are hunters in their kingdom, but they're hunted by the hawkmen if they leave their kingdom. Hmm. They were weird. I think it's oh, like a lizard you know, man. Uh, what's the food chain thing? I don't know. It's Cast system, the, the yeah. hierarchy. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we meet. They they are ushered into Ming's courtroom um, by a hovering robot thingy. Yes. Uh, we meet the head Ming's of his. Ming's a scientist lawyer. That's why you have to have scenes like this. Yeah. We meet the head of his secret police, who has a nifty gold mask. Um, that looks better than any Doctor Doom mask I've seen so far. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dope. Um, yeah, I would absolutely wear that gold mask in bed. Um, we meet for, <laughs> for, for, for sleep apnea. Um, yeah, exactly. It's my sleep apnea mask. You just put on the rubber. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we meet Prince Baron, who may or may not be a merry man. 
Uh, we meet Prince Voltan, who is a bird person. They hate each other, but they hate Ming more. Uh, I just keep all... thinking of uh, Rick and Morty eating bird dick. <laughs> God damn it, Tammy. <laughs> Uh, Flash does some football fighting. Um, I would point uh, out this is this is where we saw Prince Thun, um, who uh, of Ardentia, uh, the Lion Men, supposedly um, has no tribute, but their loyalty. Yeah, uh, because because Ming like uh, bombed attack, attacked their the, bond, yeah bombed Ardentia. To, yeah, to you bombed everything. Just bombed okay. everything, so they don't have anything. So he asks him to throw himself on his sword to prove his loyalty, and he tries to attack Ming. Yeah, and Ming. Kills In fact, him. is he the only one that says death to Ming? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. It's a very famous line. Mm. Um, he would have been a great ally to Flash Gordon. He so would have been. He would have been. Um, so yeah. Uh, I would point out that in his football fighting, Flash does a lot of like running back and tackle work, but he was canonically a quarterback, as mentioned earlier. Pretty big, though, for a quarterback. <sighs> yeah, he is. Um, he, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a bunch, he takes out a bunch of Ming's guys. But it was the it was the green egg that unleashed his football powers. Right, it just having was. that in his hand. Yeah, like before he was getting the beat down until Zarkov tossed him the the green egg. That's right. He has to hold uh, a football that. shaped thing in order to fight. <laughs> and Dale's cheerleading was hilarious. Oh, it was. Her like, spaghetti arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ming is smitten by Dale. He decides he's going to marry her and kill Flash <laughs> later. He's going to have Flash executed later. Um, yeah. What's the rush? Flash he's got a wedding. You, you got to prepare the gas chamber. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just That's toss true. somebody in there. Uh, Flash gets put <laughs> in a dungeon where he <laughs> with some lizard guys, some of the lizard men, um, and he gets to wear a box spike mask head thing. Yeah. Um, so keeps there's him, a, keeps him from scratching his eyes. There's a TV show. <laughs> That's like the uh, lampshade. <laughs> what, what is that show called? Um, fuck, it's on HBO. It's about space. It's kind of the same era. It's supposed to be like a fuck. I can't think of what it's called. But they had a guy who was. It's like a futuristic sci-fi thing. But they had a guy in a helmet just like that. Mm. And I realized, oh my god, it's an homage to Flash Gordon. Hmm. Hmm. But this I mean, is yet another thing that somebody if, else in if, pop culture. If that's picked the up case, then did. all of Hellraiser would be <laughs> an homage to Flash. Well, this this was almost like exactly the way mm. the helmet was built and the way that it was used and like removed to. It was a torture device. Yeah, back yeah, in the day. yeah. The spikes would be just close enough that if you moved your head at all, yeah, mm. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> we worked on that shit before perfecting the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Dale professes her love to Flash um, while the, uh, the, the hourglass is upside down. Then Flash gets led to the execution chamber later where he gets misted. Yep. He asked for the governor. The he wants a stay of execution. Yeah. 
I think Ming is the governor. <laughs> <laughs> he gets injected by some stuff by the royal doctor um, just before the execution. Uh, and, and then afterwards, it turns out that the doctor did it to keep him alive because Princess Aura wants a little, a little piece of flash. So, yeah, she's the thirstiest character oh, since Superman. She is so thirsty. Yeah, and she wants to keep Flash alive because of the aforementioned thirst. Uh, yeah. So uh, the Doctor is one of her boy toys. Uh, Prince Baron is one of her boy toys. Uh, right. She probably has she's several more. She, she's got a weird relationship with her dad. <laughs> There's a lot of beard stroking. But it, but it yeah. reminds you of like royal families and like business dynasties, you know, mm. where just depraved idiot kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so then, <sighs> then Zarkov gets put on like the James Bond laser <laughs> thing. Yeah, <laughs> to have his to have his mind wiped um, by by Clytus. Cletus? Clytus? Clytus. Clytus. It's Clytus, but I said Cletus through the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and he relives his childhood in Nazi Germany. Oh. <laughs> the salad days. <laughs> he's, sitting there going, he's sitting there going, Papa, Papa. <laughs> Kevin Bacon wants to experiment on me. <laughs> but we also saw, like, the death of his wife in yeah. the pool. Yeah. No, we saw a lot. We got the entire tapestry. That is Dr. We even, we even got to see his memory of being a zygote and someone taking a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, where was that camera? Why wouldn't it be his point of view? <laughs> uh, this is my favorite part of the movie, conceptually. Zarkov. Yeah. Erasing a guy's memory completely. And refilling it. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it is. is interesting. Yeah. Unless like, as far as brainwashing goes, you know. But it unless you're familiar with the works of Shakespeare. And the Beatles. <laughs> and the Beatles. Or Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Um, so yeah, meanwhile. Um Ara and uh Flash leave the city. She teaches Flash to fly while having a, a nymphette on his lap. Um then uh, they flee to Arborea, the kingdom of Prince Baron. Flash uses a telepathy machine to talk to Dale, who's just hung over. Yeah, well, yeah, because she she got All right. she got drunk She's... on some sour apple sour, sour apple pucker. No, it was ecto cooler. <laughs> uh, it, it was a, an unnamed drink from the galaxy of pleasure. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a roofie juice, basically. Yeah. Yeah, she roofied herself pretty hard. <laughs> she was way into it. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it's, it's delicious. It's fine if you do it. It's just yeah. weird if you do it to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Roofie yourself all you want, kids. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I love the way that Flash said over every time he was t- <laughs> telepathically was, speaking. That was funny. That was legitimately that was funny. funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. some of their plans are revealed. Because other people picked up the message. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so she... Uh, um, then uh, the next... So Flash and uh, Princess Aura arrive in Arborea. Then Dale 
roofies one of the other or tricks one of the other concubines into roofing herself. And they're like handmaidens, so they're not like they're not even allowed to engage sexually with Fink. I don't. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, and Dale, <laughs> yeah, es- the type escapes and using the gymnastic skills that she honed through years of her travel agent training, <laughs> takes out I a bunch him. of his guards. Uh, is this where she has the fight on the bed? No. No, no that's, that's okay. Yeah. That's the male weird. fantasy of how women fight. Yeah. Uh, pillow, over pillow them. Fights. Yeah. Yeah. That's later. Yeah. Over them. Yeah. Uh, so but she's running around with those unsensible shoes and she keeps, well, she's carrying the unsensible shoes and she keeps putting them down to like pick up a weapon and then picking them um, back up. And then dropping the weapon and picking the shoes back up. Yes, she keeps dropping she's the kinda, weapon. She's kind of Princess Vespa from Spaceballs. She is. But, like, she does flips and, like, kicks the guards and stuff. She's she's a travel agent. She's a travel agent. Enough said. That's a yeah, hard business. We know what that means. It is. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's a shorthand for badass. <laughs> <laughs> yep, travel agent. She's a TA. Look out. TA Baracus. <laughs> So yeah, um so uh yeah, they they send Zarkov to intercept <laughs> right. her. Um she and Zarkov leave the palace in theory to track Flash Gordon, but Zarkov reveals he resisted the brainwashing. They This uh, is the most <laughs> weird like this is not a satisfying reveal at all. Mm-mm. He just oh. tells her Ah, yep. no, I remembered all the poetry and stuff. Like, yeah. tell us it's some dramatic moment, at least. Right. You're, you're wandering like, you should trust me, because He's I, all, I was yeah. thinking the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I did it by thinking. I stopped yeah. them from whopping, washing my brain by thinking. By remembering. Oh, Remembering God. stuff I liked. Yeah. Just remembering shit also then what was that thing we watched what was that thing we watched if you remembered everything if they were being deleted tradition it was this is your life so um yeah meanwhile aura and flash are in arborea the ewok village of arborea yeah. And again, costume design, I really appreciate it. Like their their armor and vests were like woven like mm. grass baskets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just little touches. But okay, this culture is hilarious. The Arboreans are playing <laughs> they're, so- they're they're playing a round of stick your fist in the hole. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, the old vaginas have teeth. Like yeah. just pick a hole. Stick your hand in it. Pick a hole, stick your fist in, and just shake it around. That's what they like. <laughs> I love Aura was like, I love initiation. <laughs> um, yeah, she asks the prince to keep Flash safe. Baron doesn't like Flash, but he's in love with Aura, so he agrees not to kill him, but he does stick him in the swamp. Yeah, swamp the jail. friend zone. Swamp jail. Yeah. So and then sends what, riffraff down to do the time warp with them. Yeah. Why? Why is there swamp jail there? Did they say for your is swamp? That their, your swamp prisoners. Is that their justice system? Is, I think so because we I have think there's swamp swamps. Jail? 
at the base of these trees. So they lower their little cage down into the swamp. That's I, why they live in the trees, because all the ground is swamp. <laughs> and once again, a few lizard men in there. Yeah. For <laughs> misdemeanors, I'm sure. I'm, so, man, there ain't no justice for the lizard men. <laughs> there ain't lizard lives. I, you know, I do appreciate the... Uh, the like the lizard the lizard men culture though like the the lizard men with attitude album was incredible. <laughs> Don't call the comeback. They've been here for years. I loved how they had eyes in their mouth. In their mouths. Yeah, that was just their human faces inside <laughs> their masks. Yes. The rubbery, rubbery mask. Uh, um. So, is this all one place? Or are there different planets? Is Asgard a planet? Um, they say they go basically. to different planets, but then she calls what an, an asteroid a planet at They're one called point. kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I thought they were different. I thought she called them different moons. Oh, Each moon is maybe. a... Are any of these locations separated by empty space? Zero gravity. It looked that way. Atmospheric... List it's hard. Space. It's hard to say because Earth is surrounded by that. It's hard to say because they get to the Hawkman Moon, which is a flying city, um, on a a bike and by being carried on straps. Yeah, and those bikes we find out is Hawkman technology. Right? Why but, would they have to buy? Why would they have yes! to make rocket bikes? They Thank have wings. you. Thank you. I was wondering that the whole time. Well, because um, they like to get freaky with their neighbors who don't. Have they, <laughs> That's yeah. just for their friends to ride on. If you can see my wings, the bitch fell off. <laughs> <laughs> um, geographically, the flying city was right above Arborea, I think. Okay, well, that seems. Yeah, that would explain why they're yeah. enemies, yeah. particularly. The Hawkman throwing their trash down on Arborea. Yeah. Um, they they have shit. So, so <laughs> yeah, <they're> just <laughs> pooping on on the arborean. <laughs> it comes down it's all frozen. white. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's all white. <laughs> Damn it! A hawkman shit on me while I was waiting for the bus. Uh, so then, Flash escapes the swamp, and uh, Prince Baron forces him to play a deadly game of which hole is it. <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor. All right, yeah. Flash uses this opportunity to escape by s- pretending to get stung by the evil vagina and yep. stealing his sword. This is the smartest thing he's done the whole movie. Yeah. This is the only strategic or thoughtful or clever thing he has done. The rest of the time, it has been Flash tall and strong and fastest man in Mungo City or whatever. Yeah. I wish he had hopped up on his legs and was like, ha ha! You know who Flash reminds me of a lot is Eddie I'm... from um, from Rocky Horror. Interesting. Yeah. Or not Eddie. Yeah. Not Eddie. Um, the, the, uh, Eddie's the bi- Eddie's meatloaf. The other guy. The blonde guy. Oh, Barry Boswick? Uh, Rocky. 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 Oh, Rocky. Rocky. Rocky from yes. Rocky Horror. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, so anyways, Baron follows Flash, and they both get ha- captured by the Hawkman. 
aura. Oh, there was that giant tick in the ground. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> which the which Baron? I almost call him the Baron, but it's Prince Baron. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is like uh, Duke of Earl kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Baron saves him from the giant tick, the giant ground tick, only to almost shoot him before they're captured by the Hawkman. Yeah. It's like, why'd you bother, Baron? Because I want to be the one to kill you. Right, exactly. It's like why Ming takes his time. Yeah. I will be the hunter. (laughs) So, Aura returns to Mingo City and gets taken prisoner and tortured by Cletus and General Kala. Dude, that scene reminded me of Nebula and Thanos. She's even Ooh. in a similar similar position. Yeah. 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 It's all Flash Gordon all the way down, man. <laughs> She's like, father. Yeah, it was just very reminiscent. Or vice versa. Meanwhile, Ming prepares for his wedding to Dale. <laughs> um, <laughs> Flash and Baron get taken to Sky City, where Flash and right. Dale... So you run everything and rule everything and you make the law, but you can't cohabitate unless you're married. Yes. Like he has to go through this legal ceremony, yes. even though he's oh. being the merciless. Like he <laughs> enslaves people, hey, but hey. he's like, we need a witness. We need somebody to sign the marriage. <laughs> he, he, he's Ming the merciless, not Ming the woke. <laughs> uh, he, he was going to rape her earlier. Uh, if the slave girl hadn't been, yeah, no, he was one hundred percent gonna rape her. He he got her roofied and then was ready to. Yeah, he came in. He started undoing his Ming pants or whatever he's wearing. Ming pants. Oh yeah, his yoga pants. <sighs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, Flash and Dale get reunited. Um, Flash is forced to fight Baron in a death match on the. The spiky, rotating gyroscope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was Ming's other law that uh, no prince can be ransomed unless he. uh, I I don't know. He he can (laughs) challenge by death. uh, The the death by combat. uh, Trial by combat. Otherwise, you have to get a notarized document down at the city hall, which is a pain (laughs) in the ass. You need two witnesses, and yeah, yep. Uh, so, yeah, Flash instead, though, saves Baron's life, causing Baron to join him. Oh, wait. Flash and Dale got engaged. Oh, that's right. They got, yeah. <laughs> I, so, I. You, you can tell it to our children. I accept. <laughs> and I, I love the trope of, like, once you save my life, I like you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it takes Dale, that much. Dale is getting dragged away by goons, and she says, Get your hands off of me. I just got engaged. Yeah. I love that's such an 80s thing. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a shield of protection. Uh Cletus arrives and Flash and Baron kill him. Voltan is like, man, that was Ming's favorite secret enforcer. <laughs> so Metal Mask Doom guy is named Cletus. 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 Calling him Cletus. Yeah. I was gonna say, did I miss that? Cletus. Yeah, Cletus. But also, like, so the slack then he, general. He melts. His face melts general. out of the mask when he dies. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Gross. Ugh. No open casket there. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> 
And you don't want to have to be the one to clean out that mask for the. Did we talk about Flash's headstone? Did we glaze oh, over a oh. uh, gloss over that? Executed like, by way me. Back. Yeah, those the, were the lizard the men. Heavy, they are like grave diggers. The heavy metal insignia font on that. Sorry, sorry to go all the yeah. way back to that, but that font yeah, it was, was awesome. Like, it was incredible. the same incredible. It was the same font as on his shirt. <laughs> they and must it was, have taken it from his shirt. It was red on black. Yeah, that's a, that's you know, how I want my to headstone a, to look. Honestly, that's how you honor yeah. a warrior. You make his gravestone important. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, then all of the Hawkmen evacuate Sky City, <laughs> leaving only Baron, Flash, Dale, and Zarkov. Ming arrives. He captures Baron, Zarkov, and Dale, and offers. Flash a lordship in exchange for just chilling out, man. <laughs> it's like, what if you just and don't? It seems anymore? like Flash is considering it until Ming reveals that it, it would be Earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not semi-destroyed Earth after the, yes. uh, the earthquakes and and whatnot have. And then uh, <laughs> I, I don't know transformed them into their simian. They, they become, yeah, they'll be. They become the ape men. Not, not quite human. <laughs> They're driven underground, and yeah, and then he's going to repopulate the Earth with Flash's fiance. Yeah, <laughs> because on the entire planet Earth, Dale's the way to go. Yeah, Dale's the with one her fi- with her five head and her shitty cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he should he should come to Earth and check it out before he settles down I on think. Dale. Yeah. 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 I understand there's not a lot of options up there. Well, I mean, he's got all the concubines. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of pretty women. Yeah. So he's just got big incel energy. He just wants what the heart wants, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the Ming wants what the Ming wants. He's all, I want to terraform <laughs> with this earth thing. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to destroy Sky City. He does destroy Sky City, but Flash j- jumps down a hole and finds a rocket cycle. Um, and flies a sled. away. It's a sled. <laughs> okay. I know they call it a rocket cycle, but it's a rocket sled. It's a snowmobile. <laughs> Lord, protect this rocket house and all who dwell within this rocket house. Actually, it's a jet ski. Mm. Yeah, it is. Hey, guys, <laughs> do you guys remember in the Chattahoochee video where Alan Jackson is water skiing in jeans? It's Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> No, no, it, the no. Chattahoochee one. I mean, Billy Ray Cyrus oh, right. also, but yes, yeah. uh, not achy, breaky heart. You're right. You're right. Yeah, my bad. Water skiing, shirtless, and jeans. Who the fuck water skis in jeans? Um, so <laughs> I do. <laughs> People who want to sink. He doesn't want to show off those legs for free. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Flash contacts Volton. <laughs> who's feeling bad about the whole abandoning you to Ming thing. So he decides he's going to help Flash. They plan an attack on Mingo City. Uh, it, it, he he almost kills him first, right? Or did We're already uh, past that. Yeah. Where, where he like, he has this dramatic like, I'm you brought them to my house. Ugh. Yeah. It's so half-hearted. Everything is so half-hearted. Uh, you know what's not half-hearted? This pillow fight. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, the pillow fight between Aura to and To the moment Dale. we've yeah. all been waiting for. Yep, that's how that's how women fight. 
Yep. They, on a, they tussle on a bed. On a they big definitely bed. don't grab your hair and slam you against the ground. No. <laughs> they definitely don't do that. They definitely don't uh, do that. They definitely honestly, don't world might, star your ass. That might have been way more entertaining if they just started body slamming the shit out of each well, other. I remember growing well, up, I, I would see male fights and female fights, and the female fights looked like they had to end in death. No, I've intervened you know, in a lot of dudes would throw fights. some punches and then it would be sort of over. Guys would but be like, I, "We are engaging in fisticuffs," <laughs> but the, right, the women are like, "I'm so going to teen- drink your blood." As, as a teenager watching teenage girls fight, I, I intervened with a lot of guys, but not girls. I'm like, "No, I'm oh. I'm good. I don't want to get ripped to pieces." Yeah, yeah I get punched get a couple of in. times, Literally. but getting torn in two, yeah, no, nah. oh, okay. yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah, but of course, <laughs> as we all know, in films, women fight only in giant beds with well, pillows on silk sheets. Yes. Uh, so uh, General Kala, meanwhile, dispatches a, the war rocket Ajax, which gets immediately captured by the Hawkmen. Uh, oh, after a bloody battle ensues. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then some like Star Trek effects where consoles explode. <laughs> yeah. I can- why, are, why aren't the Hawkmen shooting more? They Most of them have are holding guns. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Uh, doing a lot of shooting until they land on the rocket. I mean, to be fair. An- animated lasers aren't cheap. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> like the same thing happens in the MCU to this day of people just beating each other to death while they have all sorts of like projectile weapons. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. We've watched all of the movies. Yeah, we know. Yes. We watched them all. She can tell you. All of them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, she, uh, Princess Aura. Um, freeze Baron and Zarkov from the execution chamber. Flash and the Hawkman attack Mingo City in the war rocket. And Kala activates the defenses while the wedding begins. This is where we get the titular Flash song, too, right? Yeah, they, they get, yeah, they get the, the credit yeah. song comes back with Flash. Yeah. Dum, 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 the, dum, dum, the dum, extended dum, version. Oh, by the way, I yeah, with the did, intro. I didn't mention it because we had Siskel and Eber, but my favorite letterbox review of this was he he saved every one of us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, so Mingo City's lightning field is going nuts, and the the pre the 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 reverend at the wedding says it's just for a celebration. There's no one attacking us. Um, but, uh, so they're going to penetrate it with the war rocket kamikaze style flash is going to stay at the helm on a suicide mission to allow the Hawkmen to invade the city. What does he say? Tell Dale it would have been real nice. (laughs) 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 He flies off to commit suicide. Tell Dale, I'm sorry. She never saw my penis. (laughs) <laughs> she loved it it would have been great he also plays for the Jets <laughs> she, yeah she's a travel agent which is a plain position on the New York no, I Jets think, I think he meant his penis I meant his penis oh, okay. that was also on the Jets okay that, he plays a lot more all 
all of him. He brings it all to the field. He brings it all. <laughs> he leaves nothing own, on the field. Own offensive he's done. One. And Flash <laughs> Gordon's penis takes it in for a touchdown. <laughs> Look at him run. Brings a whole new meaning to the phrase baby arm. <laughs> that ball. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's, he's a very tall man. I'm just assuming. I don't know. It, it's like yeah. a it's like a monkey Anatomy tail. Works. It's prehensile. Jesus Christ! You can pick you things Ming, up with it. The Ming special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Baron and Zarkov kill Kala. Um. And uh, why does that sound like a law firm? <laughs> Kala. Yeah. No, I mean Baron and Baron Zarkov. Zarkov. Baron and Zarkov, yeah. attorneys at law. <laughs> Yeah. Were you in an accident uh, on a rocket bike? <laughs> <laughs> Did Ming the Merciless, Merciless destroy your planet? He's Merciless. He's Merciless. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't own a store. Uh, and she melts too. She melts when she dies. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Baron fights through Ming's guards and deactivates the lightning field. Um, so Flash. Flies his rocket straight into Ming. Yeah, badass. Oh wait, wait, with the the wait. Hang on, those wedding vows. Uh, oh, the vows, vows were incredible. Uh, do you vow to take Dale as your Empress of the Hour, not to <laughs> blast her into space until such time as you grow weary of her? <laughs> How um, subjective. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um, he impales Ming. Flash offers to spare his life if he stops the attack on Earth. Mean, Ming refuses. He tries to use his power ring on Flash, but his power is fading, and he aims the ring at himself and gets vaporized. A victory celebration ensues. <laughs> yeah, like it, the end of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, they're all nub-nub. Um, Baron and Aura, I guess, get elected. Justice, justice for Yubnub, though. Yeah, for real. Celebrate the love, George. Um. So yeah, uh, they're they're now the leaders of of Mongo. Baron names Volton the general of the armies. Are they like an anarchist collective now or something? I guess. How are the how are they governed? Yeah, maybe Tell like me the more about the SAR, like city the scouring of the Shire. I've what is taxation <laughs> like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the new Mongo. Ming Mingo Mong. New Mongo. The new yeah. You say they should change the name first. How do you, don't call it How do they decide what the new name is? Yeah. Flash Gordonsville? Oh yeah. Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's it's Gordon's grad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gordon's grad. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Flash, Dale, and Zarkov talk about returning to Earth, but Zarkov says he doesn't know how they'll get back, but they'll try. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm a rocket scientist, but only one way. <laughs> I only <yeah. laughs> my rockets only go left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the extent of my knowledge. Uh, then meanwhile we see Ming's ring no one's picked it up yet it's still on the ground but then a hand comes to pick it up and we hear Ming's evil laugh roll credits Flash even looks down 
at the ring. Like I thought he was gonna smash it or crush it or something, but no. Yeah. He's all, that's the powerful ring. Eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, we'll we'll leave it right here on the floor in the middle of this hall. <laughs> We're near the magic guy's dead body. Yeah. I came back to life, but there's no way he can. <laughs> no possible way. Uh, they definitely were teasing a sequel, which never happened because it didn't make enough money. Flash and... Gordon will return. <laughs> in, yep, but he never did. In a short-lived, yeah, in a short-lived TV series in the 2007. Uh, yeah, so that's it. That is Flash Gordon. Um, what unanswered questions do we have here, fellas? I feel like we covered. Yeah. Is Mongo world the planet? Yeah. Uh, Mongo is the planet and then Mingo City is a swear. But is it a planet? Because it also is very nebulous. It doesn't seem like it's on. planet, I don't know. Yeah, no, they... Yeah, it's its own little weird solar system. There is a sun, but we never really see it. And they're flying in an atmosphere all the time. Yeah. And space. the pleasure moon, all of that seems to be within yeah. an atmosphere that's connected. All of these weird floating. It's in that space cloud. So, yeah, we're in like I an alternate. Pl- as soon as I saw space cloud, I was like, I have no more unanswered questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if it doesn't make sense. like. Fine, fine. The only thing I asked, I had was, are the Hawkman's wings part of their body or a mechanical thing? Because they looked metal. We just, yeah, we just brought this up in uh, Black Adam too. Yeah, yeah. Why did he scream when his mechanical wings were? Technology. Yeah, maybe. Oh, we'll, yeah, maybe, maybe they started with rocket bikes and then. Evolved. Oh, this is the next stage in their <laughs> scientific Because development. that's how evolution works if you yeah. ride around on one vehicle for long enough. We landed on oh, the Oh, man. <laughs> now we have cell phones. They, it's kind of a parallel. I'm about to become yeah. a Subaru Forester. <laughs> Could be worse. Yeah. Could be a Could Honda be Accord. That's true. So, so that's, the how, that's how they can hover without barely flapping their wings? <laughs> yeah, they're part yeah. rocket bike. They're part rocket bike, yeah. Did you did you guys Look notice uh, when when in during the battle, uh, the the Hawkman versus the the Ajax, how uh, several people who were falling were falling horizontally? <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Into the sunset. <laughs> oh, Flash Gordon. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's about it. Any final thoughts, fellas? Uh, uh, number one on our Flash Gordon list. Oh, by far the Rankings. best Flash Gordon movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it was as fun as I remembered it. It was went more, down went down easy. It was more fun than I remembered it. I hadn't watched it in my adult life. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. So I definitely thought it was going to be much, much worse. I, as a kid, I did not understand that it was kind of tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought they just made a bad sci-fi movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what Gene it is a bad was getting at. Movie. Well, yeah, sure, but they kind of did it on purpose, right? But time, I think time has made it better, for sure. You know? Yeah, that could. Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw it was on a small TV and a VHS tape, but this looked great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. We are not ranking it. We are done with our rankings, guys. For 
for all of the superhero movies. Um, so that's all we got. In, until uh, Quantumania hits streaming? Until Quantumania hits streaming. That will be our next uh, in our ongoing superhero list. A rankable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rankable. That shit's rankable, man. Uh, <laughs> so that's it for Flash Gordon next week in our uh, little mini series our uh our bonus set of movies we maybe should have included we will be doing 1980s popeye <laughs> robin williams right robin williams yep shelly duvall uh yeah robert altman shelly duvall just murder yeah well is blow this- me down is well, this before or yeah. after The Shining? This has got to be before, right? This is after. This okay. was filmed after The Shining. I think they were both. I think it was released prior to The Shining, though. Oh, okay. Shelley Duvall. It's funny went, that went what? I was just gonna say Shelley Duvall went from one abusive director to another. Well, she started with Altman in Nashville, and yeah, yeah he fucked with her head way more. That I mean, everybody blames Kubrick. But he was just trying to get a scene out of an actor like Altman was Alt- gross. Altman discovered her and fucked with her for the better part of a decade. Yeah. 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 But anyways, that is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Until then, thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. I love you, but we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. <laughs> halt, lizard man. It's Josh Cece. Hold on, Hawkman. We'll be back. I'm Brian Lesh. Sometimes air rises above clouds and you get a little Alaric Weber. <laughs> you, you do, just a little one. Uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Aww. Lesh. <laughs>